How about some tunes? We've got some great tunes for you this morning. Hang out a few tunes. Yeah, he's really, he's just like his tunes. Good tunes, good brew, good buddy. He said I dig your groovy tunes, man. I mean, Led Zeppelin didn't write tunes that everyone liked. Hey, what happened to the tunes, man? Sweet. Wait, the cameras are the... Oh, Every, the cameras everything. have been on the whole time. The cameras are on. Oh, shit. <laughs> but the, my fucking microphones weren't on. Oh, so I was like rubbing so my I'm balls. an idiot. When I was rubbing my balls on all your shit, we just went outside and saw <laughs> Yeah. Well, <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> now you get to sniff and watch. <laughs> um, what's up, everyone? Uh, this is uh, Good Tunes. I'm your host, Timmy Good Tunes. Episode number one. Uh, I'm here with uh, Roger YYY. <laughs> rocks the tagline. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going to do the whole thing over and over again. <laughs> this is the second time we tried recording this because I'm an idiot and I didn't record on the fucking microphones. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, just, just move past it. Move past <laughs> it. Just keep going. Like we were talking, saying in the in the, in the gotta, first cut, just keep working through. You it. gotta just work the kinks out. In the <laughs> yeah. Never, so, never have known your heart, man. Let's so guard. Today we're talking about this, ladies and gentlemen. This, through the gray. Still in the in the plastic wrap. Put that gray right the fuck through, man. Go right through Do it, it, man. This is uh, our first album. Me and Roger made together. Um. And we're going to go through a little history lesson about the, the, the beginnings and the throughs <laughs> of the gray and the endings <laughs> of the gray. Uh, we're going to go. It'll, so it'll never end. They, they're probably working on a revival. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> man, I, you know, more power to them, man. Yeah. You can keep going. Just yeah. do it. I might as well. What else are you going to do? Fucking A. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So the beginnings of Through the Gray, Roger, you, you, were, you, were, uh, you were a hip hop guy first, right? Yeah, man, and uh, and then they kind of pulled you into the into the metal scene. Yeah, yeah, I like didn't listen to any of that shit at the time, and uh, yeah, I met Paul my freshman year because he was a year older and as a sophomore was in my Spanish class, and you know through him I met like Chris LeMay was in my grade and you know, Satan. Yeah, I, Satan. I called him Satan, man. He, I remember he dressed up as uh, the Crow for Halloween. I had never seen the movie The Crow. Like I was so far. Comes from in like, just uh, <laughs> doesn't come in as the Crow. Comes in as a Crow. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, bro. I, was just like, I, I think you missed it. <laughs> missed I, the mark. I don't know, man. Like, I was so like, just like in a box at that point. Like, I knew like sports and like Nike and Reebok, and that was it, man. Like, I didn't know anything else. That and then like a little Warren bit G. more. Yeah, yeah. Like more into like hip hop because like the friends that I had that played sports were more like into that. Yeah. So like you just learn like you know fashion, culture, tattoos, like all that kind of stuff, all all kind of like intertwined. Right. But I had like no idea. And then, you know, meeting those guys, like, they were listening to stuff like Thrice, Avenged Sevenfold, and Tool, and Bush, and, like, all different, like, genres and subgenres from, like, grunge to death metal. Sometimes metal. the tool's inside the bush. Sometimes, oh, man. Jesus. What kind of tool? And all you can do is breathe Power? in, breathe out, <laughs> oh, breathe. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Let, it happen. Let it happen. Breathe in, <laughs> breathe out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I tried to put his tool in my bush. Oh, man. Thinking back, man, that guy was Scott Stapp before Scott Stapp. <laughs> he was Scott Smith before he was Scott Stapp. Oh, shit, Scott Smith. <laughs> I don't know what that means. It's just the same first name. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> there's no, there's no undercoat. Give me the map, Scott. <laughs> Give me the map, Scott. <laughs> Give me the map. I had to get through the fucking gray, Scott. <laughs> Been trying for fucking two and a half decades. But, yeah, man, like, I started jamming with those guys. Like, my father had a drum set that he wasn't really playing. He bought I'm like, let me fuck around with this thing. And then... He went up getting electronic drums, which is awesome because you don't know how to play and you suck. It's like you don't have to piss you, off the neighbors. Yeah, you don't have to piss anybody off. You don't have to be embarrassed about sucking. And like yeah. 
then you found out like how to hook up, hook up the disc man to it. Right. So like, I learned how to play like playing like Lincoln Parks, Hybrid Theory, like the Temptations, uh, fucking greatest hits, and nice. Michael Jackson's like History album, which is like was like a greatest hits kind of a thing. beginner's repertoire. Yeah. obviously. Yeah, I mean that was that was like when I got, and like looking back, man, there were so many songs that I probably thought like, yeah, I could play this, and it's like you're just playing a simple beat that happens to go over it, but it's not at all what that drummer's doing. Well, with Lincoln Park, they have they have digital beats as well. Is it hard to? Yeah hear what that drum is actually doing at that at that time for me it was like it was it was hard to tell like sometimes like what was like mr han on like this like scratching or like <laughs> yeah. or, or like, any kind of pad yeah versus what was an actual kick drum because everything's mixed so tightly yeah. together like yeah. i mean and their drum kits sound digital as it is yeah anyway. I, I, I mean and their overall sound is kind of digital yeah i mean back then you could definitely tell like some of the organic stuff like because from what i remember like i used to be Man, such a big fan of it was so good. I remember he played a Gretsch kit. He had a Gretsch kit that was like a, it's almost like a tealish kind of fade to a black. Okay. The, the drummer from Lincoln Park, and I remember like I think his name is Rob, but I haven't like followed them in mad long, so I'd have to check up on that. Let us know in the comments. Yeah, man, I'm pretty sure Rob, and I'm I'm almost That's positive. Like, I remember Madonna, but I remember like the little like but put up a fill and like in the end, and I'm like okay, and I remember like trying to learn that, and at the time it seemed just so fucking difficult, like sitting there for hours just. And I could not like just get my hands to do it. Yeah. Like, and, and I just remember like looking up everything about yeah. Lincoln Park and like thinking like I didn't know what good was. Like I don't understand the difference between like this guy's flying on fucking double bass or playing in five four or like tools playing like otherworldly shit. And you're like, yeah. this dude, this dude's holding down hip hop beats. But it was relatable, man, because I was a hip hop drummer that wanted to play in a rock band. So like Lincoln Park was like the stepping stone. Yeah, I mean, uh, I gotta. T- <sighs> Just a little thing on Tool. I don't. I don't. I can't get it behind Tool. I just can't. I. I, I don't get it. I. <laughs> I, just I can't appreciate do it. it more than I enjoy it. Like I saw Tool live with Scott and Paul and all that at Fort Call. And like on recording, like there's like maybe three songs that I put in, and I'm like, fuck yeah, let me. I could bump this, have the windows down, like really, really enjoy. They go the songs. in my corny category. Yeah, I mean. Borderline, even like the names of the song, "Hooker with a Penis." Yeah, like, what are you talking that, about? That I, I mean, I never got it. Like, I know mainstream tool. I know like ten of the mainstream songs. Okay. If I had to name ten off the top of my head, then I couldn't. Like, I could recognize yeah. ten songs. I'm even more yeah. so. Like, I two maybe. Yeah, I mean, like, I know like Stink Fist and Schism and like. Uh, was it Jombie and all that? Like 10,000 somethings? I don't know. Yeah. Like, I can recognize them, but oh shit, that's cool. But I mean, their drummer's Danny Carey, and he's a fucking animal. So if you're a drummer, you kind of like, even if you don't like what they're doing, like, it, it's a stepping stone or a block that. Industrial. It, it, yeah, it's it's a tool, man. Like, I'm not a huge Dream Theater fan, but like, Mike Portnoy. Yeah, I mean, the musicianship. Fucking, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. Insanity. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And like, even the, their drummer they have, I think Mangini was in there for a while. Like, they're all just. Crazy musicians. Like, there's a lot of music. I'm like, yeah, this is pretty corny. I'm not going to tell anybody I listen to this. But if I'm trying to get good and it's like me sucking behind the kit trying to get better, right. like, that's that's what I'm trying to learn. Right. Like, pop punk is like, all right, plug and play. I can figure this fuck out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like other shit. You're like, I got to start doing math on my fingers while using yeah. my toes to play. Like, like, yeah. Well, if you're taking it serious, you know, you got to try everything. Yeah. Every different I mean, genre. Yeah. You can't be a jack. I mean, you have to be a jack of all trades. To a degree. Like, yeah. I don't think you need to excel at every genre, but, like, if I'm going to... I always feel like if I'm going to call myself a drummer, like, you should be able to, like, pick me up and put me in a classic rock setting, a rap setting, an R&B setting, a screamo. I should be able to at least fake it till I make it, at yeah. the very least. 
At Otherwise, least, there's a hole in your game. I'm like, why aren't you working on that? At least in general terms, because when you're in a band, like a guitarist or a singer might turn to you and be like, oh, over this, do like a hip-hop beat. Yeah. And you have to know what that is. Yeah. Do, do, do more of like a, a jazz thing. And you also have to know like, what that yeah, is. Yeah, and it comes in with like the personalities too, because like what one dude, like if, if Sal told me to put like, yo, play a hip-hop beat. <laughs> You'd be like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Tell me what the fuck to do. <laughs> No, but like Sal, like the hip hop that I think Sal is into is crazy. It's like more like mid '90s, like the locks type shit. Like as as crazy as that sounds, like for what Sal. else is there? Yeah, right. <laughs> but like if if like my neighbor that like used to live across the street would be like, "Say, well, you'll play something like hip hop," I would think like Drake. You know what I mean? Like yeah, so yeah. kind of like and you gotta know like, your audience or yeah, who's asking you or like some yeah. like old old time you know old head is telling you like, "Yo, play some of that hip hop," and it's like you're playing Run DMC or like boom boom pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's yeah. like, nah, man, that's that's not the hip hop I was looking for <laughs> at all. So it it depends yeah. on where it's Subtleties. coming from, too, Subtleties. for sure. Yeah. For sure. Okay, so they ask you. So the original lineup is what? All right, so it wasn't called through the grid at that point. Right. We didn't have a name, but it was Chris yeah. LeMay, aka Satan, playing guitar. <laughs> Paul was the bass player. Brought me in because they asked me if I knew a drummer. I had been playing for like three or four months. Okay. Went in and started playing with them, and then uh, they got Scott to come sing. And then we thought we were good musically, and I remember, like, we weren't really feeling Scott as a vocalist for a while. Uh-huh. So I remember, like, uh, I don't know, guys, like, blah, blah, blah. At least I wasn't. I can't speak for the other dudes. And then I started jamming with these other two dudes, Joe and Mark, and playing other stuff. And about, like, a year later, or however long it was, like, that band wasn't really doing shit. And then I remember Paul coming back, like, yo, man, Scott learned how to play guitar. He's like, he could play like the beginning of uh, Lip Gloss and Black by Atreyu. And I'm like, the fuck's an Atreyu? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I never saw The NeverEnding Story. <laughs> I I've still never it. seen that movie to this day. <laughs> I, I, it's on my list of shit to do, but like, I just have not yet. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. And he starts That's like, a showing shroom me. movie right there for you. Yeah. That's a shroom movie. Oh, right sure. <laughs> I, just from like the little bits of like the segments I've seen on YouTube, I'm like, okay. I get Whoa, that's that. a big dog. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why, why is it grabbing me? <laughs> that horse oh. is going to die in the mud. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, man. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, Atreyu. No, no, no. Yeah, I mean, and I remember him just like hyping up Scott. I'm like, I don't know, man. I'm like, and he showed me like, I remember going on like, I guess YouTube or whatever it was, like whatever search My engine space. at the time. Yeah, and like showing me lip Pure gloss, volume. Lip gloss and black. I remember watching the music video. I think it came out on like MTV's Headbanger Ball one night. And I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? This screaming shit's stupid as hell. <laughs> And I'm like, I did not like screaming at all, bro. I was the biggest shit talker. So judgmental because all the people I show were like, oh, is that like the Kill Your Parents music? Like, that's just all the people I was around. That's what we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And then I started listening to it. And then I remember like. Kill Your Parents, Rape Your Dog. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I remember like, that's like when I was like kind of like trying to play football and started trying to lift weights and all that shit. And I'm like, I need some. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it was a good, like, hype up to, like, listen to metal and, like... Hey, you got the body for it. <laughs> I was told that at a show by a talent agent in... A uh, 40-year-old guy. <laughs> I bagged into some dude's fucking Lexus in my pickup truck when I was uh, playing with Corporate Ride, Tommy and Josh. And he's like, hey, don't think I didn't see you. And I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm, like, looking at my gas gauge, and it's zero miles to empty in my 150 because we, we had a loader on the back. So you it can't was, outrun them. No, it was, it was sort of like rock and sock. Like they would have like, I think it was called rock and sock, whatever. It was like a band would play and then there'd be an MMA fight. And then a band would play and then an MMA fight. It was like convention hall. But I remember like trying to go get gas before our sex. We had to move the truck. Mm-hmm. And I'm like backing up and I have like the beep, 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 beep. When she would back up. So I'm like, oh, that'll go off. Didn't go off. Right into this fucking Lexus. And I'm like, oh, skirt, time to leave. <laughs> so I started like going he was back there? up. And this dude's like, hey, 
Don't think I didn't see you. <laughs> so you looked no, at the so, back of the car. Yeah, like Josh Josh was in the fucking passenger seat. And like I remember like backing up the dude being like, Don't think I didn't see you or however he phrased it. And I'm like, fuck man, this dude in my head like saw me hit this car and I'm like, I checked it, there's no real like scratches on there, like maybe a little something you look but I'm like, fuck it, it's not even a real Lexus. This shit's like an eighty seven. Fuck this, like it's fine. <laughs> like, it had like dents and all this other shit all over it too. Yeah, I would have yeah, been yeah. like if it was like a like, brand new car and I fucked it up, I was gonna be a piece of shit. Right. But I'm like, I'm just trying to get to a gas station so my truck doesn't fucking run out of gas. Right. And we have like a half hour to we play, plus we've been like knocking back like fucking Red Bull vodkas and shit. Jeez. So, yeah. So, I'm like, fuck. Like, this is, like, later on, obviously, from Through the Gray. Right. But, like, the, the dude comes up, don't think I didn't see you. And he was like, I guess they had, like, the gay parade or whatever, like, in, you know, in uh, Asbury that day. And or that weekend. Yeah. And that weekend. <laughs> uh, gay parade sounds like vulgar. I, I don't know what the proper LBGT parade. Pride, I think it was Pride, just, parade. Pride parade. Pride parade. Yeah. So, they had that going on, and the dude's like, I saw those arms or something like that. I had, like, a tank top on. And he, like, starts, like, looking at my arms. He's like, I'm a talent scout for models or some shit like that. And he gives me this fucking card. And I'll never forget, man, like, going home. And I put that shit, like, my parents, like, if you walk in their front door, they had a foyer. And you come into the kitchen, they have, like, this little, I guess it's called a baker's rack. Like, the little arched rack with, like, a, a, fat, a fat shelf that came out, like, this far. And then, like, the other racks. And you'd put, like your jars of like sugar flour okay. whatever on it but it was like a rack like a little shelf was, right so and i remember leaving the card there like when i came home from that show like three or four days later man i'm like sitting at the dinner table and I'm, my, my father's hey what the fuck is this and i'm like oh i got scouted out from it was like yeah you're real fucking funny what is it and i'm like trying to tell him the story he's yeah. like what are you fucking kidding me you're some kind of fucking fag like <laughs> oh god and i'm like nah man like like no, nah. I didn't go up to him. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, you know, my, my father was just like old school like yeah, that yeah, shit. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's just like coming out of like, nah, dude. But like this, this dude was. Like, <laughs> yeah, I guess like I don't know. I got. I was like honestly, I I humbly accepted the compliment. I hit a car, caught no damage, was able to get gas, and got complimented. Yeah, I was like, it's a good deal. I would never look at myself as a model, but some dude thinks so. So nice. that guy's fucking cool. Nice, you know. Never did anything with so it. So how many times <laughs> did he touch you? Uh, <laughs> can I just show you on a bear? <laughs> yeah. like, well, <laughs> just just oh. dump the whole bear in the water tank. That's pretty much what happened to me. <laughs> so how does that tie in to the album? <laughs> that does that not. was the gray he went through. He went through that, your gray. No, I you threw I, your pink. Really, like. honestly, forgot how <laughs> we got there, man. I don't know. I don't know. It was something like uh, "Don't think I didn't see you" was like what reminded me. I don't or know. No, it was something. Scott learned how to. And then Impulse 9, he didn't have a band title. <laughs> Shit, oh, man. No, we jumped around. Bro, where did we go just then? We're going to have to watch the back. I think it was <laughs> something about me not having a shirt on, I'm sure. Is okay, okay, okay. Because that's how you said you like remembered me and all that shit. Right, like, right, That's right. how everyone meets me. Right. Things haven't changed, bro. I just, neighbors literally just moved in yesterday. I was like outside drinking in the fucking pool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I fucking go over to like get something in my truck when people are leaving. I go say like, hi to them. No shirt on. Because I was in the pool. Uh-huh. Like, like a, yeah, I went out with like a bowl of food and a beer. I'm like, hey, what's going on? Roger. I'm like, who the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, so he's that guy in the neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> but then my other neighbors came out and then they learned about them. So like, I'm cool. Oh, word. Yeah. I mean, they're fucking awesome. But like, old, just like old head, like, like hippies and shit. Cool as fuck. I mean, rather that than the other end of the spectrum. Yeah, know? for sure. <laughs> So we're going to take a little break and uh, with a word from our sponsor. One of our sponsors is called JNR Videography. Um, my boy, Jesse Rafters, uh, video production company. Uh, make sure you guys hit them up, hit him up. Um, 
And if you guys mention Good Tunes or the Idiot Box or Timmy Good Tunes, anything like that, when you're doing business with him, he'll knock off 10% on um, whatever you guys uh, are trying to get filmed. Uh, uh, he does fil uh, videography, photography, weddings, bar mitzvahs, corporate events, webcasting, uh, photos for you know social media, Instagrams, marketing, things like that. JNR Videography. JRafterVideo.com. Uh, put uh, information down here and information that links to his uh, website and YouTube um, in the description box. So make sure you check that out. JNR Videography. Timmy Good Tunes. Mention Timmy Good Tunes to Jesse Rafter. Good Tunes. Idiot Box to Jesse Rafter, and he will give you, knock off ten percent um, uh, from. Uh, the biz, whatever you guys are getting, uh, getting them to do. All right. Back at it. <laughs> it. You're called. You're not called through the gray yet. You're no, in, no, you're, it was impulse nine. Impulse nine. I left. I can't. How'd, back. You how'd you spell impulse nine? It was like I M P U L S E impulse. And it was like impulse nine. dot nine. I think dot it was, nine. It all was squished together. It was something. I think they were all like gamers, like at one point and it had something to do with that, but I knew nothing about okay. like, like they everything that I learned at that like sounds maybe, like a Halo thing or something. Yeah, like more anything like more artsy, more gamey, more anime, more like anything like that, bro. Those guys are like what took yeah, me yeah, from yeah. like Jockland and started opening up the horizon. Jockland, yeah, Jockland. It's a fucking coming that's out. Like a, to, uh, that's like a summer twenty twenty one. That sounds like a Disneyland for jocks though. Uh, so I could just. We got every sport. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Torn Everyone who doesn't win dies. Tourneys everywhere. If you don't want to play, we got a fucking fantasy league for every sport. Whoa! Yeah. I never referenced myself as Jock until Scott did, and then I was just like, "Oh my well, god, he's out right!" Of the, out of the group. You know, yeah. Out, like, oh yeah, for sure. You're the guy. But I mean, I wasn't Sorry, like that dude. Like, oh, varsity. I never had like a varsity jacket or anything. I just grew up playing a lot of sports as a yeah. kid. Yeah. You know, music's actually what took me out of it. But yada yada yada. Find out Scott can finger tap. I, I fall in love with metal after thinking I fucking hate it. Right. Learn about Avenged Sevenfold, Under Oath, From Autumn to Ashes, and Atreyu. I w literally went out, had my mom drive me to the fucking CD store. They had that like little like Howl Records on Route Nine, and I get, I got those. And I remember like I remember like I forget if it was texting or talking to Phil Fontana again, who like was the first drummer we ever really played with for a show. Right. And I remember like asking him like, "Yo, do you, at rest can, game. can you do this? Like, can you do this from Autumn to Ashes stuff?" Like, yeah. I was like the dad in the group, almost of like, "What, what what's going on here?" Kind of like, you know, yeah. what I, mean? I had no idea about any of that shit, but I yeah. just knew like, I never felt this before, man. Like, I never listened to shit like this. Like, this shit's fucking raw, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. even though like like looking back, like there's so much shit that's more raw, yeah. but like just like even the Under Oath screams, man. Like even when they were trying to be popular, I always believed his screams. I always yeah. believed like the despair. Yeah. It's like the best way to put it, I guess. Which is kind of why when you, I think when you listen to a Trey and you're like, this sucks because the Trey singer, he's not, I, he I feel like he's singer. just trying to get his voice. Yeah. It's not a scream. It's like a voice. He's like faking it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then you, ch you tried, they told you, it ain't working. Oh, oh, yeah. I forgot we kind of fucking did this part already. So I'm, try <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to recall what we've already done this session versus what was in the first one yeah. with the no fucking sound. Uh, so, yeah, the most compressed I could kind of put it is when we were all playing together in that time around, I, I think I was still drumming at that point. And it, we were writing stuff that we thought was pretty cool, but, like, we didn't really know how to define our sound. Scott's cousin Morris, like, closest shit I could find is you guys sound like Boy Sets Fire. I'm like, who the, the fuck, fuck is Boy Sets Fire? I hear it, I'm like, okay, I mean, they're cool, but it's not really what I like. I guess I could, like, be open-minded. Yeah. Go on more and more trying to, like, adapt that sound. Like, I remember we, like, did a whole recording at, like, Jam Room. Like, there was, like, songs called, like, Song 5 and, like, Metal Song and 
all that. Like at some point, song five. Yeah, like when we I at this point. That. All right, the part I'm leaving out is after I left the first time when LeMay was playing guitar and Scott was singing. When Scott switched the guitar, that's when before we came and found you, we got a second guitar player. That's how we found Robo Steve. Robotic Steven. Robo was Robo was never part of Impulse Nine. It was Impulse Nine. I dip set. What I dip set for didn't work out. And then Paul brought me back, and Scott got fucking good at guitar, like really fucking good. Right. And then we found Robo Steve, and then that's kind of like we were playing the four of us forever, and shit was going nowhere. And then one so at that point, who's better at guitar? Scott. Steve, Steve, I would Scott? say Scott. Yeah, I think Scott was more driven clinically, and I think I think Steve was more driven just like feel. Like Robo Steve always just had this like going right, on. Right, right, right. And like Scott, you could tell like. I don't know, like, I mean, we were young, so I can't speak for the dude. You'd have to ask him, but, like, yeah. the combination of, like, he was, like, a gamer nerd is how he described himself to me before I knew him. Okay. So I think, like, he was, like, going through, like, a breaking out of his shell, like, getting ass, really, for, like, the first time. Like, always, like, you know, a good-looking dude playing fucking guitar, finding out, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, this, it works, yeah. you know? And he was just fucking, but... I he, was jealous of everybody in that fucking band, dude. Yeah, dude. Everybody. But he, like, also, like, wanted to, like, just be the best, bro. Like, and, like, me and him would, like, I think butt heads sometimes because I think we both had that, like, you know, want to be, like, in the forefront, that comfort of it. But at the same point, like, we respected each other in, in terms of, like, that work ethic was always there. Like, I knew if I was up at 2 o'clock in the morning playing electronic drums, I had to be because if I went to bed at 1, Scott would stay up till 3. You know what I mean? And it's just like, I felt like and you could just feel I that. would never, ever, ever, ever be like anywhere. And I'm not, I don't even think I'm good at it anymore. Like was that good in my prime? But like I would never be fucking half the drummer I was without Scott right. ever. Cause that dude, like I always had work ethic, but like no one ever pushed me like that before to like see someone like, all right, motherfucker, I see you. Like, yeah. I'm just going to keep, and he never talked about it. He just, you saw like how good he got from like practice to practice a week in between or like. Last week you were struggling like you could barely play it. And, and it's just, awesome because... they're just ripping. Yeah, like, it's awesome because that guy's in my band. And yeah. I was like, fuck. Yeah. I got to work hard. <laughs> yeah, dude. If I was in a different band watch that, I'd be like, mm, guys, I don't know. You know, you start pulling LeBron James like, yeah. where can I go to fucking win the championship because I can't do it with these guys. Like, I'm, to, I'm not good enough to pull them through. You and know? that, to tie that, Scott would say, not always say, <clears> he said numerous times, seeing as seasons fade yeah. and that guitarist... Yeah, because he did the fucking Eric Rudick. He did the shit behind his hands. Yeah, he's still an and he animal. Did the teeth. Yeah, and when Zach um, Scott told me when he saw that, he was like, "Oh shit, I gotta fucking kick it yeah. into high gear." Yeah, man. So we didn't even know we were helping each other. Yeah, it was crazy. And we man. were helping each other, dude. I I heard your band, and I remember being so bitter, bro. Like so much, it's like, "Yo, fuck these guys." <laughs> They're, they're not even that good. Like, Tim should definitely leave the shit. And then, like, but meanwhile, I'll be like, this is so fucking good. Fuck you right, guys. Right, right, you know, right. like, because no one wants to be like, bro, you're like, you know, testosterone's running amok. You're fucking 16, 17, 18 years old. Everyone's trying to be the big dog before fucking high school lets out. Especially in and, that yeah, scene, yeah, in that show. Were, that was just such, the show. And, like, you heard about, like, bands that were, like, I remember, like, hearing they were signed. Like, being adults now and seeing, like, what signed meant or like, whatever. But I remember, like, hearing about, like, Oh fuck, that boss is coming back. Oh no. But like uh like no Hollywood ending, gray lines. Yeah. I remember always hearing those names and then like at rest started getting a lot of movement because they kinda had like that whole like uh As I Lay Dying vibe at the time going on. Yeah. And like that's how I found out about As I Lay Dying is cause at rest is like us kinda what we sound like. You know what I right, mean? Right, right, right. And like just it was such like 
I guess it was like such a brotherhood because we all knew what each other was doing without saying it, but it was competitive as fuck. Like, yeah. at least for me, I don't care about it. Was, it. it was very unspoken. It was, yeah, it was not like a disrespectful competitive. No, it was more internal. I feel like I feel like the. At least I don't think it was. I feel like everyone tried so hard to like mask it because like when you went to a metal show, like you see all these dudes that are only heavy shit, bro. Yo, what's up, buddy? Like hugs, like dudes yeah, on yeah, dudes. Yeah. It was like hugging, love, like. There was there was none of like that fucking like locker room culture there like at all. It was yeah, like no, no. well, but it's like but everybody left to like talk shit or this one fought this one or this one fucked this one's girl or this one like yeah man like she, whoa yeah like there was always what? that yeah was, I think there was always that drama. I mean, yeah, you guys I mean, the kids we played with, but that the, shit definitely went those down. Those scene girls, man. Yeah, and they get around. <laughs> Yeah, man. I don't know anything about them. <laughs> no, no. Um, I don't think. No, never dated a scene chick. Yeah. So, you guys saw us at Prince of Peace. Did I fast forward too much? Or no, no, you're good. Yeah. Okay. So you saw us because at, at that of point Peace. we were looking for a singer. Like, yeah. I tried singing when that I discovered I could scream through like playing around with Thrice in Scott's car. Yeah. They well they they auditioned me first to like try to get through because we found Jay as the drummer. We couldn't have two drummers. We're just trying to make it fucking work. So I'm like, okay, we go out, we play a couple shows, do that, you know, little tracking at the jam room or whatever, and then we're like, oh fuck. You know, like, this can't go on. Like, I got stage presence, have an okay scream for the time, whatever, but yeah. I can't sing. And now, like, I think at first we didn't give a fuck because we didn't think it was anything. Mm-hmm. But then when we saw how good we were making each other musically, and, like, Jay was an animal, like, metal-style drums. Like, I never saw anybody drum like that before at that age. Right. You know, I didn't know anything about that. So, like, between him and Scott and Paul being super creative and then, like, Robo Steve wanting to put the work in with Scott and just they were like, dude, like, you know, the left hand with the right hand was always doing on each other's bodies, you know? Yeah. So it's like seeing all that, we're like, okay, the only thing that's the weakest link is the vocals, which sucked, but we had to do something. So we're like, all right, what do we do? We're going to go two singers. Like they were cool. They weren't like, yo, Raj, get the fuck out. They're like, all right, let's, let's work with you and all that shit, which was dope. Right. And, uh, that's when we went to go try to find singers and uh, like we wound up going to see you. I forget the order, but we asked Sebastian, we asked a couple other dudes and Uh we wound up going to see you guys. We're like, Oh shit. So Sebastian went to our, my high school, Freeboro, and up until senior year, and then he went to Howell for FPAC. Um, and then he, you guys asked him. He, he, I just left a season's fade for whatever reason, uh, and he said you guys are, you know, they, you guys asked him, and it's not his really his style. But he was like Tim, they they sound like they're really tight, they're really good. It's just not my style. They kind of sound like thrice. And I was like, all right, that's pretty dope. Yeah. Um, like we were saying before, I don't know who contacted who. I might have contacted you guys. I totally forgot. Yeah. I think he gave me his your somebody's screen name maybe or something like that email or something I don't remember. I forget, man. Like all of my memories of like early on with that are like more blurred. Like when you came in, like I remember being in Paul's basement and you singing out of the little lamp. I remember you doing like the tryout shit in the room and like having like that like giddy look and like we were all kind of like looking at each other. Oh shit, we're a band. Yeah, yeah. And then I remember so I, I sang Silverstein. <laughs> yeah, was it November? Was it November the song? Maybe. Yeah, I think it was November. Was it a? Tie me up with sheets and hang me from think, your tree. I, Something like that. Yeah, I think you did like. It was that album. I think we made you do like a minute into like three different Silverstein songs. Right, right, right. To like just see like because some were slower, some were more like with the screams. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that was awkward. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> I don't know any of you guys. It was like old. Yeah, this but big dude, ass you dude. had like, you had such a rough exterior that like you took that like a champ. Like. I felt like you walked in there, like, confident as fuck, like, knowing what you were doing. I would never guess that you were, like, on the other end of that spectrum. Man. Yeah. You walked in there like a boss, bro. I was like, all right, sold. Yeah, I, I, 
long long story short, my the uh, seasons fade songs that we recorded. I'll always say my screams were fucking top notch in that fucking those two songs that we recorded. My singing melodies were really good, but the quality of my singing wasn't that good because I was just like really nervous in front of those guys. They weren't like I wasn't like tight with them. Yeah, you know, I knew them more than obviously mo- than like, you guys. Rudick's still a fucking monster, dude. Yeah, they're least, all monsters. Yeah. I'm always in bands when everyone's better than me. It's just. <laughs> The smart way to play it. <laughs> it's just well, the smart way to play it. Uh, you always want to surround yourself with people who are better than you. Right, right. Um, uh, so I would, I, it was very internally, personally, I had something to like prove. So yeah. I would like to go back out there and just keep going and keep going and keep going. Right, right. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. But inside, um, I was dying inside. <laughs> oh, man. I forget what it was because like I remember like fast forward from there, a bunch of blur for me. So right. I can't really come at it unless you remember. But I remember our first show. <laughs> Like you had like, Holy this, like yeah, you had this P coat on and you looked like all prim and proper and we kept calling you Felix. Do you remember that shit? Was it cold as fuck? I guess I wore a peacoat because it was cold. It was cold, but like shit. none of us dressed like that. We none of us knew what a peacoat was, let alone right, a right. fucking peacoat. <laughs> <laughs> and like, you came here like, oh, what's up, Felix? <laughs> I think Scott called you Felix. Yeah, Felix, Felix. And I like, that. and then I think like we got you to take your shirt off like halfway through the fucking set. Yeah, which is fucking awesome. It's yeah. like this is what we do here. Welcome. Yeah, I <laughs> uh, I wanted to make an impression. Yeah. So first show, I had like just jeans and like a button down black shirt. Yeah. Um, it was probably like the same button-down black shirt I wore when I worked at in the restaurant. More than likely. <laughs> More than likely. Yeah. Uh, so I went with that look. Tell that fucking guy to get me a Diet Coke. <laughs> yeah, I went with that look because that was kind of the vibe anyway that I would give off, kind of just like singing, keeping it like mellow. Yeah. And then your whole deal was Tasmanian Devil. Yeah. Basically, shirt off, screaming, running around. The ladder. <laughs> yeah. The toilet paper was, was oh man, the wireless mic. <laughs> the wireless deadly. mic that was a man dangerous, dangerous tool. Yeah, that was a. <laughs> toilet paper if we soap. wanted to ever control you, oh, giving you a wireless mic was not the way to go about it. <laughs> I remember so many times I like, trying to jump off stage, like hitting my head on the roof of the stone or the ceiling of the stone pony. I'm like fuck, man. I, don't know, I was just trying to sell it, man. Yeah. And then like Scott, because Scott and Paul were always about, and then Robo Steve too. Like they were always those dudes were just always, always grinding. Like, if they weren't working on their chops, they were working on being creative writing. If Paul's were, doing kicks and fucking shit. Dude, they're shit. all doing fucking spin kicks. Story of the Year Story kicks. of the Year. We used to watch videos of Story of the Year Wearing and like study their fucking moves. Yeah. To, like, try. Because those dudes, I don't care what you say about their music. Like, those motherfuckers' showmanship was fucking Back second to none. Shit, yeah, yeah backflips, spin kicks, throwing guitars across the fucking stage. Just, like, basically, like, we came to fuck shit up. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if you could do that and play well at the same time, how do you not win the crowd? Yeah. You know? Especially what you guys were playing. Yeah. You know, fucking crazy-ass solos and really complicated shit. Especially for how, when you guys started to when you got, how good you were when I came in. Yeah. What span of time is that? It was like two years. Everybody had like, the most anyone had was like probably three years of experience. That's insane. Yeah. And we were all like 18 That's just like love for that shit. Yeah. Like you don't. Yeah, like there's wow. shit that I like listen back to. Like at that at that point, I wasn't drumming as much because like I was focusing more on the screams. And like I I like, hate my screams on like through the gray CD now. Like I, I like how I scream now better than through the gray. Really? Yeah, absolutely. All the yeah, shit, like we did Dan. with Dan. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I like definitely feel it's like more... I know where I want to go yeah. rather than guessing. You know what yeah. I mean? I would definitely have to like brush up, but like that aside, it was it was hard knowing that. Like, but back I, back yeah. then, it was a lot easier. 
Yeah. So I don't like, think I, I I definitely didn't like my technique because even like as years went on, I went in different bands. Like my scream was always a little like changing, like trying to find yeah. it. Yeah. But I was just like the as luck would have it CD like the other day, and like mm-hmm. even on there, it's like too low and breathy. Like I don't like it. Like I was still finding everything and yeah. whatnot. But like it was hard for you like, to the group. Yeah, that one. <laughs> that low end. Yeah, but like finding out that like I thought I was good at drums because like I got good in like the first six months, like good enough to where people had thought I'd been playing longer than I was. Yeah. And then like putting that down to try to help the band, and now you're in a band and like everyone in the band is a fucking monster. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like now I don't even have drums to like kind of add to it. So it's like you're relying on lyrics, and you're like, I think my lyrics are good, but like you're 16, 17, 18 years old. Like, what the fuck do you go through? You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, your lyrics can only be so good or so poetic. Made up. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like literally some of the shit was made up yeah, just to yeah. make it sound I mean you're writing about scenarios and yeah. like what ifs. Yeah, it's it's 100% it's more so yeah. what ifs at that point. What I hear. And you're just like there's no way I looked at myself as like as good of a writer or a screamer as they were, a guitar player or a drummer or a bass player or like right. and then you come in and it's like great, motherfucker screams as good if not better than me and he can write any sings. Like, right. what the fuck? Like, what am I, what am I doing here? There was you at know? no point where I was like, we don't need Roger. There was yeah. no point where I was like, we don't need Roger. That's crazy. Yeah. If, if anything, I always felt we need Roger. Uh, Not just I want Roger. It was I, we need Roger. Damn, bro. Yeah. Because I remember leaving at one point, and you, like, carried the torch for a little bit. I think that was farther down the road. I remember, like, working sound or we whatever. We played with I, the authors, didn't we? Didn't you hop onto Authors and we played a show? We did that show, but we and did. And I used this mic? Yeah, we did We did another. You were just fucking you were standing out. Standing out there. Right in the middle. You were like the only person on the floor. And oh. you, you were just like watching us like this. And I remember just like singing to you. Like, yeah. You. <laughs> like, <laughs> because I didn't know like what, what it was. What did people think was going to. Did, like, they, did they look at it, look at that and be like, are they going to like fight? Like, is there like. I didn't like do a it. Beef? For, I, I honestly did it because before that there was a show where. I was working sound. It was like a Metal Mama show, and that was like when Helvetica and like Shades of Decay and all them were playing. And I just Helvetica. used to use like the PA system to like do sound here and there. And I remember you guys played without me. It was like your first show without me. Mm-hmm. And I remember you were like busting my balls for like leaving as I'm like working the sound. I remember mm-hmm. like looking over you and all this. So then the next well, weekend, you don't get off that easy. Yeah. Okay. Oh exactly. <laughs> I was getting, getting publicly. I was getting roasted. It was awesome. It's fucking <laughs> great. But then like I think that was at like one of the firehouses, either like Bamber Firehouse or whatever. But then like a couple weeks later, we played the Moose Lodge in the same area, which isn't far from here now. And, uh, and that's when Authors was on that show. And then I think. For some reason, I, yeah, I guess I wasn't in the band at that point. I'm trying to remember because there was one where I was in Through the Gray and Authors at the same time. Okay. So I remember I had to do Authors, then Through the Gray, and then Authors had another show at like some gym in Jackson. And I went there and I did like a fucking three, like three shows in a five-hour type deal. But definitely the one where I was standing watching you guys was more or less to say like I don't think anyone else was going out there. And I wanted to be like, yo, man, like, no hard feelings. I left because it wasn't what I wanted it to be. But, like, you guys are still my friends. Like, I still support you. Right. And no one else is still, like, st- like if no one else is going to stand up for you, like, I still got you. Like, I'm not going to let you play to nobody. Like, I got you. Right. And, like, the arms folded wasn't going to be tough at you. It was more No, no, like, no, no, no. It was it just, like, you, were, you were analyzing us. Yeah. You were analyzing us. Not in a, like, oh, they can't do it without me. It was just, like, let's see what this sounds like without me. For, or, like, yeah. Or let's like, see, I yeah. didn't take it as. Yeah. It was definitely, like, without me. It was definitely more, like, let me see it from this end. Because, like, some of the shit we would, like, do, it's, like, I'm running around like Tasmanian Devil. Like, I don't yeah. get to appreciate the technicality yeah. of it. But, like, seeing how everybody played together and this, that. And that's. Was, it was actually enjoyable. And that's watch. one of the reasons why we needed you. Yeah. I can't do both of that. Yeah. 
because the intertwining yeah and just the non-stopness yeah of our vocals yeah yeah going back to it was just chaos bro go, yeah going well going back to like you know, just chaos so much was written before i came uh and then all of it was great uh, like you said, I would just come in and pussify it, right? And then add a little poppy. Uh, I've never seen a tragedy like this. Yeah, like that. Just like ticka ticka dun dun dun. Yeah, it's so good. And it was just that was about it. So I would say like twenty percent of the lyrics were mine in each song, maybe if that. Not yeah, even. which I had no problem with. But because I thought it was about, all great. But you think about anything else? Like those dudes were so in tune to like their instruments and their stage presence and all that other shit. Like. I always wanted like a review, but no one ever really took my lyrics and were like, "Oh, this is good or bad." It would be like you'd be like in the studio or like at a show of honor. Oh, I don't know if I like that. It's like motherfucker, I tried you getting a look at this like six months right, ago. You know right, what I mean? Right. But it was, you know, it's going back to you know, it was it. It was very much, I guess, trust that they kind of trusted you to just yeah. I mean, do I, that. I th- I think they saw that like you know, but you this try way, hard as, as much as I talk about all like, their work ethics, like. I also have the same mentality of like, I'm not going to be at work. So like, no problem, man. You want to stay up till fucking midnight? I'm yeah. staying up till one. You want to raise it to two? I'll stay up till three. Like, I'm, I'm at least going to match you. Yeah. You know, whatever I have to do, whether it's like at that time, I did a lot more of like the promo stuff or like the MySpace kind of shit or like trying to tell people about it and like mm-hmm. just shoving it down the public store, whatever, whatever could be done. Like, I just wanted to do whatever the fuck I could do to be like, feel like I'm doing something. I don't want to just ever be like, oh, yeah, I'm a screamer in a band. Like, you know what I mean? Like I, I didn't even take myself seriously as that. Yeah. I think that's why I actually wound up leaving because like I remember there was a point where people weren't really showing up to practice and I'd be like drumming on the electronic drums with Scott and like, I don't mind doing this, but I'm not a drummer, man. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah. Like And at the same time as it's just not like just a, like you were saying, just a screamer, just a singer or whatever. Doing all that stuff on the side, like managerial things. Right, right. You almost feel like you you have to do that because yeah. You're compensating. You, yeah, because you feel like they're doing so much. Yeah. That, like, I have to do something else. Yeah, exactly. Other than just, because usually it's like, wait until they're done making the music. Right. So what do you do while you wait? Right. You know, you got to promote. You got to do something. You got to talk about it. You can just, that's yeah. that's where you were good at at that point. So I was just like, you know, yeah. Roger's pretty good at this. So. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but like, I always <laughs> welcome the company. I was just like, I always have that yeah. thing of, like, and I think this is the part that like, I keep, like, even now, like, if I'm at work and I'm partnered up with somebody and it's like, if you're a lead guy and you want to take the lead, I got no problem taking the back seat. I'll be 50% either way that you want me. Or if, you, if you're not comfortable, like, taking the lead, I'll take the lead. But I'm not going to stand here for, like, 10 minutes and watch nothing get done. Like, some point, like, all right, I got it. Yeah. And it's like, it was cool. It was out that respect. Like, if I saw you doing it, like, psh, you got it, bro. Yeah. Go for it. And if you saw me doing it, you got it. And, like. Having that balance and again that trust, man, is like that. You that was always the part that like made me like have that like false hope. Like even at a young age, I'm like, I know this is crazy to dream about getting big or whatever, and like the genre isn't even really built to make money or anything famous or whatever. But just like I feel like a lot of bands that are clinically good just don't have that it. And I felt like with that camaraderie, with that never quit mentality, with that work ethic, with the sheer talent. Like, I, I really do feel like if we would have kept that together and kept all the personalities, like, a little bit more controlled, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, let everybody be themselves, but, like, don't let anybody get too far out to where it starts ripping the band apart. Right. I feel like if, if like, we would have just stayed with what we were doing, and from, like, the time we were 18 to, like, 24, if we would have hit that shit for six years hard, mm-hmm. something would have happened. Yeah. Maybe not, like, fucking world domination, but, like, maybe a warp Tour, you know what I mean? Right, 
Right. Well, and it comes back to the album at hand. Right. It 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 was such a long process. Yeah. And not exhaustively so. No. Just like we were having fun. I, I think as much as you guys probably didn't think I was having fun. Yeah, you were always hard to read, man. <laughs> I, I feel like I didn't like as hard as my lyrics. Oh, I, oh I don't know shit! What means. I don't. I don't feel like I really like knew you, knew you until Wake Up Paradise. Like I feel like I would get a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more, uh-huh. and then I would start to think I know, and then something would happen. Just peeling the onion. I don't know. Yeah, it was one onion per a year. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was nuts. Like, yeah, man. Like, one layer per year. Yeah, <laughs> no, it was, it was crazy, man. But I just felt like once we were like in wake up, like that's when I like really knew who you were. Okay, you know. But style of writing, I think. Uh, uh, Immediate recognition. Yeah, we we meshed well. I knew. Well, it's it's, it's kind of like I had to because I was just filling in holes at that point. Right. So it's kind of like, well, he's got all this covered. Yeah. I mean, so what's not in here? I kind of always look at. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I looked at it like as I got older and like more like eclectic range of what I would listen to. I was kind of like saw you as like a Carlos Santana, but with vocals. Like Santana's never praise. he's like never really playing like a full riff, you know, at least in the songs that are like mainstream that I listen to. Right. Like it's always just like this. This needs something. Ah, I got this perfect look right here. Right. And it's just like I would have never thought of that. It's not yeah. the most complex thing in the world, but it's what that part needed. Yeah. And it's like I always felt like I took like the chunks of it up. Yeah. And then I was like, uh. I'm stumped. Do something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't mind that at all because it was very still like new, and it was very like just like I don't even know if I'm ready to do like a whole song. Right, right. Especially with this, because it was very was it similar to Seasons Fade. Yeah, but it was so much faster. Right, and like supercharged. I felt. It was just raw energy. Except for Triceratops. Like, <laughs> yeah. I feel like Story of the Year was definitely like, I think we took our energy from Story of the Year as far as like the pace and the stage presence. Yeah. Like as much as like musically, like I'm sure like guitar wise, they all had a bunch of different influences. Like scream wise, I was just like grabbing anything I thought sounded cool. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think like the energy really set in from like seeing story of the year perform and then like what a crowd does at metal shows like the atreus like kill switch like under oath was nuts live like chiodos is nuts live like all those bands that you just see like throwing their fuck it was just like all right listen we're all brothers whatever happens out there is what it is we know we put the work in let's go fuck shit up whatever happens happens and like it didn't get like didn't matter like we get arrested we get arrested we fucking we yeah. suck we suck but we suck together kind of deal yeah you know what i mean yeah it was it was it was dope, man. Yeah. Definitely a good time. Yeah, I mean, like I said, the recording process just like an hour of us actually doing work, and then five hours of us fucking around. But I feel like but that was, was smart, awesome. man, because at the end of it, like it was the necessary. Fucking, the the fucking back. around made us closer. Like think about how many times we've been in a studio where like we're like even like in our later years and later bands, we were more mature. We had our like licenses to actually fucking get there. We had jobs, so it's coming out of our pocket. We're paying for our time, and it's right. like. It starts off like, yeah, we got plenty of time. We're making good progress. And, you're, and then, like, you start seeing the time or, like, someone starts messing up or taking too long. And now, like, yeah. you could feel the tension, like, thickening in the room. And it's, yeah. like, to have that experience at such a young age where, like, you didn't have to worry about that. Yeah. Like, Kyle was doing us a solid just recording us because he wanted to learn how to record. Yeah. Like, we had infinite time with no fucking meter running for cash. Yeah. So it was just friends hanging out who happened to be recording. Yeah. And it was a, a 
basically a hole on top of his garage. So it was like separate from his house. So it's like we weren't bothering anybody. Yeah, man. It was and like, even so, they were kind of cool anyway. It right? felt so adult. Like we just, I felt like as yeah. so like a 16, 17 year old. Like that's what bands do. Yeah. They go to a studio and they like live there. Yeah. For like, for like weeks. a week. Yeah. yeah for like weeks. weeks. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, it was it was fucking nuts, man. You know, it was hard. It was always harder for me, I think, because like, you know. Well, me and Steve, because you know we were the younger ones, so we did, we got our licenses last. So like, trying to right. get a ride out to go, or like you know, or your parents are like, "Hey, your your dipshit friends are picking you up to go get trashed, and you're not going to come home till like three in the morning." Like mm-hmm. you always caught shit, so you had to like be mm-hmm. like, "Ah, whatever," you know. Right. But it, we all made it work, man. And I was fucking <clears throat> in freehold, and you guys are in deep brick, no deep uh, how ram how ram almost Ramtown? Yeah, pretty much almost like between- Jason X was Ramtown. Yeah, he was Ramtown for sure. Fucking easy road. Easy fucking. Street was fucking Kyle and uh, it took Scott. so so that was that was it was all just like for me like if I was pulling away a little bit it's because oh I'm just so far away from home yeah it's just like so late dude and I don't want, I don't like sleeping at people's places where I don't have like my bed and stuff like that yeah and it's like if I oh, stay dude. here I'm not gonna want to leave and then I get a sleeper <laughs> I get it man like I I remember like before you even came in like I was gonna tell a story before like. There was, like, one night I just didn't feel like chilling at all. And I'm like, nah, I'm just, like, doing whatever. I'm like, I'm out, blah, blah, blah. So, like, I just didn't want to hear the shit. Like, I always appreciated that they wanted me to come chill. Yeah. But, like, after a while, no means no, motherfucker. Like, I'm not feeling it. Like, I yeah. said it the nicest way I could say it, like, yeah, 10 times. Yeah. You know, now I'm making excuses. Yeah. Like, I'm not a little boy yeah, who like, doesn't know. Paul's what doesn't calling know. me, like, yo, you're full of shit. We're outside your house. I'm like, what? Oh, yeah. Like, I guess we're hanging out. Uh-huh. And then I got, like, a whole, like, talking to, like, you know, we, we just want to be close as band, man. It's like, things kind of fucked up your line. I'm like, no, I'm going to try to lie. Just, like, I did because I don't want to be fucking annoyed. Like, I love you guys, but, like, I'm probably jerking off. I'm like, 16. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, right. right. <laughs> like, guy needs, uh, leave me the fuck alone, guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on AIM spitting some game to some chick jerking off. Like, AIM game? AIM game. Damn. Shit. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Write that one down. <laughs> but, yeah. But, yeah, man. for me, yeah, it's like, it, and, and, you know, I, I, you know, I lo- I really did enjoy hanging out with those guys. They were crazy, and sometimes <laughs> I don't get crazy like that. I yeah. don't get like run around. Even at the shows, I'm not running around going crazy. Yeah. So that's not like me, and that's like what you guys, especially you and right. when you guys are together. And then they're very, very much beer guys. Yeah. You know, like beer, like was Bud like fucking whatever. And I'm just yeah. like, oh, yeah. I'm not a beer guy. So I'm just like, oh, this is n- another thing that. We don't have in common, yeah, or something like that, you know. But uh, you know, I, you know, I, with I the times really... that I was into, like, in the mood to hang out, I really had a lot of fun, and it was yeah. just like probably the best recording process ever. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I wasn't even really drinking as hard as they would back then, man. I yeah. was still more like like skittish kid, like afraid of like my parents, you know. I was, right. Like when I like even when we were doing, like I said, like the oldest I could have been was seventeen, so I just got my license. Wasn't trying to get like a, a Dewey or like. You know, yeah, yeah, for, yeah. you know, for this being 16, yeah. the half of the year before that, it was just like, yeah. you know, fucking I live under my parents' roof. What am I going to do, bro? I have no car. I don't fucking yeah. got my first phone at like 16 that I had to buy. Like, but I had no, you know what I mean? Like, it was just, I wasn't worth, it wasn't worth throwing it away for something stupid. Right. But right. I would always try to be there and at least like witness it and chill. But, you know, had they really wanted to live that life. Oh, yeah. That metal man. fucking rock Pan- band you know, life. Once they got man. introduced to Pantera, that was... <laughs> Oh, that, that was the fucking turning point, man. Hey, man. They found out who Dimebag and Phil <laughs> were, and holy fuck. But at that time, I didn't even smoke either. So, like, little did I know, I was, I was, a, I was a, you know, like, mellow pothead. 
But I, I didn't I didn't realize I didn't embrace it yet. First time I ever drank was with Scott when I was 16. First time I ever smoked was when I was with Scott when I was 18. There you go. So thank you, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. You ruined my life. No, no, no. No, I just, dude, just had a fucking good time, man. Yeah. We got another sponsor, guys, from New Jersey, Soul Imad. Uh, they are a company out of New Jersey, and they have um, bags and accessories, clothing, apparel, straight from South America, from Ecuador, is a, um, based in New Jersey, um, imported from Ecuador, uh, high-quality goods, um, very durable, uh, very fashionable for any type of occasion, um, handmade in Ecuador. Um, they're on Shopify. They're on Facebook, facebook.com slash soul NJ. That's S-O-L-Y-M-A-R-N-J. They're on Instagram, soul NJ, soul And make sure if you guys ever go to the website, you ever buy anything, just mention in the notes section of your order, um, uh, Timmy Good Tunes or Good Tunes or Idiot Box, anything like that, and we'll knock off 10% uh, off your order. So make sure you go hit that up. Hit them up. Uh, it's a good sponsor of ours, Soul Imar and Jay. So, so all that so, crazy shit. Yeah, all that crazy it, shit brings us into brings what us came here. out of it. What, what came, came out, out of that Mr. whole Kyle's. <laughs> oh, boy, Mr. Kyle. What did you do to us? He had the fucking Mr. Kyle hat and everything. Oh, man, that was legendary. Yeah. Then we met Jesus. <laughs> he did? Like Jesus, like Paul's Jesus. You know Jesus. Oh, like Paul's Jesus. <laughs> I, thought you meant, I, I thought you meant the Jesus. <laughs> I mean, we've all met him in some way. <laughs> um, so first one is the intro. Yeah. So we're not going to go too deep into this one, but there's one part I want to yeah. go over that haunts my dreams. Scott's laugh. <laughs> it's like a, ah. it's, like, ah. <laughs> it's like a, it sounds like someone's voice, but done through a, a Pinch of a guitar, uh. like ping, but it's some voice going ah. <laughs> so, I want to see if like we're thinking of the same part or if it's a part I've never noticed. Okay. Solo. Yeah, I, <laughs> I never noticed that one before. Really? Solo. I never noticed that That's before. That's why he, he's laughing at himself. He's like, yo, solo. And he did something fucking around, and then Kyle thought it sounded cool, so they kept it. <laughs> oh, that just that shit haunts my jump. I'm like, what is that? That's like the one thing I remember from that. <laughs> oh, man. No, I, I actually really like it. Cause like, I remember Scott being like so into like Dimebag Daryl at the time and like always preaching out, like, even Pantera, like, you know, all these other musicians like always doctor it up on recording make it perfect it's like sometimes leaving it just a little bit raw like captures that yeah. moment in there yeah. and like that's really raw like you're keeping laughs and shit <laughs> yeah doesn't so, get any more raw than that no nah. it worked though except it haunts your dreams <laughs> so so yeah I guess it's just them fucking around right they're just yeah. fucking around on it 
I mean, good. they literally just like smoked and like had Scott just make a bunch of sounds with his guitar and see what sounded cool. I think. Yeah. Yeah. It All worked. Right. But uh, I think that's a good start for us. Yeah, man. For this for episode, sure. it's been a lot. we had to do this episode twice. So <laughs> sorry about that. But um, it's all good. we got some. Uh, we talked about meatballs out of it. Yeah. That's Thank awesome. you, everybody. Bye, guys. Later. <laughs>